Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Becky Ivins, broker of Movers Real Estate Company and leader of the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team. And I thought today we would talk mortgages, so I call my mortgage guy in. I depend on Dean Riddell to keep me up to date on what is happening in the mortgage uh, business. And so, good morning, Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage. Good morning, Becky. How are you this morning? I'm well. I'm doing well. As chilly as it is outside, right? Uh, and so, I mean, let's jump into it and tell me what's happening in the mortgage market. Okay. You know, it's still it's still a great time to buy a house. I mean, the market's still good. Um, as I commonly say, there's still life events that, that happen that, that, Becky, there's a need for you and I. There always is real yeah. estate business. Mm-hmm. It has slowed down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I the uh, Realtor.com magazine called me yesterday for an interview, so that's coming out mm-hmm. as to what's Oklahoma doing for, on investors because uh, – over the last year, 15% of our sales have been to investors. Wow. So Oklahoma is, and whether they're flipping, they do different things. Sometimes they flip the properties, meaning they fix them up and sell them again for a profit, hopefully. Right. And uh, some investors are buy and hold. They buy the property and they rent it, and it becomes rental property for right. them. Uh and but usually if they spend a lot of money fixing up a property they resell it rather than rent it it seemed like the climate we came off of what i was hearing most commonly even from the from the builder side of it is you know an investor out of california colorado would come in and buy six houses in this neighborhood and it was a whole purpose but they were they were taking advantage of that rental market um and maybe that was timing with what values had done. Yeah. I suspect our rental prices will be going up too. The amount of rent someone has mm-hmm. to pay, uh, and that's a little bit disturbing it because uh, you can only pay so much rent, and there's a lot of combining of households because of that. that- I had a tenant for like ten years, ten years, and. I did not go up on her rent the whole 10 years, but she got to where she got hurt at work and tried to go back to work several times, but was without work a month or so each time. And she finally had to move and she moved in with her sister Mm -hmm. where the two of them could bear the cost of the house or the apartment or whatever it was. And, you know, so that's happening some. And I I spoke to a young lady Two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and Becky, these numbers just are hard for me to gather. She said, uh, I'm renting a house in the village, 800 square feet. My my <coughs> my rent is 1800 a month. And Becky, you, you know, and so as you and I wow. consult with people, the part we can't answer that we can only educate is, what are your rents going to do? Because I think they are all—they're all going up. She's paying eighteen hundred dollars for an eight eight hundred square foot. Wait, we need to talk to her oh because gosh, we need she definitely can. No, we we could do her a good job <laughs> on, a, on selling her property, right? 
Wow. Uh, well, the rents had all of my rentals went up last year by five percent. Okay. Um, and they haven't gone up for at least three or four years. Uh, and they need to go up again. The ones that I personally own, I've had people in them for mm-hmm. years and years. Mm-hmm. And as a landlord, you have to think, what's it cost you mm-hmm. to turn over a tenant? Mm-hmm. And in my estimation, if your property sits vacant a month while you're re-renting it, while someone moves out, then you've got to go in and at the very least get your mm-hmm. carpets cleaned yeah. and uh, touch up the paint and take care mm-hmm. of any little repairs and clean up the yard and stuff. And if you're lucky, you'll rent it within the month. Right. Oh, say it rents for a thousand dollars a month. That's a thousand dollars. Or if you, but you're going to go up on the rent to ten seventy five. Well, you're losing yeah. that first year when you do that. Yeah, good point. Yeah, so you have to make it attractive for your tenant to stay, and that's that's my philosophy it is. at and, least. And I agree. I mean, I've got three. I've done. You and I are parallel. Yeah, uh, they've been there five years and three mm-hmm. years and five years. I leave it alone. Uh, I'm great. I mean, I I bumped it a little bit this summer because it was they they were up for renewal. But those people pay timely. They're grateful. They keep it like at their house. You know, I'm not I'm not going to play that. I, I think you and I are called to serve. Well, and, so, and I I love it when my tenants and I every now and then I get a text from a tenant that says, you are the best landlord we have ever had. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, well, that's good. I want to be. I want to provide a good home for Absolutely. you to live in. When you get in a position to buy one, I also want to sell yeah. you a home, yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, but if someone is new to the market and wanting to buy a home, what does that landscape look like for them? On, on the rental side or the no, primary the buying residence? side. Say they've you rented know, young couple with maybe one child, and they've been renting for five mm-hmm. years. Uh, you, you've heard me talk about this, and, and I, it's a soapbox I get on um, quite a bit. Is I'm a fan of if if someone is looking to make a change in springtime, now's the time to come sit down with me and say, Dean, I'm looking to buy a home in March, what do I have to do to put myself in the best spot um, that I can be in come springtime that I'm ready to buy a house? So I had a young lady yesterday, and and her, her comment was, I'm month to month. I don't have to go anywhere. I'm not sure where my credit is. Then I said, Linda, there's no reason to advance that today. Let's figure out where you're at. You may be able to buy today. Or maybe we get a plan together that says, in the next three to six months, this is what I want you to do. And, you know, prices are down during the winter usually a little bit. So if you get to buy a house for 3% less money in the winter Mm -hmm. than you do in the spring and summer and early fall. So the winter months, property prices Mm -hmm. typically go down in about 3%. -hmm. uh, they're yeah, down about good, good number. They're a little bit more down right now, but not much. Uh, so you take that three percent, and how can you use that if you've been if you're really hankering for a, 
uh, 5% interest mm-hmm. rate or something like that. Right. And that's when we, we can get into the options that are available. You know, you and I have done this a long time. So this 2-1 buy-down terminology that you and I have heard recently. And we are going to be talking about the buy-down and exactly how does that work, how you can take advantage of it. And later we're going to talk about assumptions. How do you assume a mortgage that's 3.5%? There's ways to do it. My guy, Dean Riddell, is going to talk all about it. SWBC Mortgage, thank you for tuning in to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Real estate on the move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Uh, This is Becky Ivins, and I welcome you to my call-in real estate talk show. How's that? Why don't you call in 840-1000? It's 405 Eight four zero one thousand, and let's put Dean Riddell from SWBC Mortgage to the test, and ask him any question you want to ask a mortgage company anonymously. How's that? Uh, <laughs> I've got some Casa Perico gift certificates to give away, so I will definitely do that. If you want to call in and be a part of the show, so Dean, we kind of teased about buy downs, the two one buy down. Well, what does that mean in real language? Okay. This was, uh, this has been around for the last 25, 30 years. Um, back in my youth, uh, the 2 1 buy down is a basically a subsidy. So let's, let's kind of peel this back. Say today's rates, just for math purposes, a 30 year term, regardless of loan type, is 7%. What a 2-1 buy-down is, is for the first year, that loan, the buyer's payment will be based on a 5% rate. Okay, so they get 5% on or, the first 12 on months. The first 12 months and then the next 12 months, they go to 6%. 6%. Then for the life of the loan, after that, the next 28 years or however long you own the home, right. then, then you're you pay the 7%, 7%, which is going right. Totally agree. Assuming that's going right, right? So what the buy-down math is, is you're taking that principal and interest difference of 7% payment. Okay. Compared to that 5% principal and interest payment. Take that difference times 12. That covers that subsidy for the first 12 months. Okay. Payment 13 through 24, same same analogy. You're taking that 7% P&I number, principal and interest, comparing it to a 6% principal and interest number. Take that difference times 12, adding those two together. So if you have a, I'm going to go off memory, but I had a $300,000 Contract, they were putting five percent down, so they're financing two eighty five. I think that combination of the two was around sixty six hundred dollars. So if the seller, because it can only be paid by the seller, builder, lender, if there's enough premium to do it, but in today's market, there's not. Right. So it's really a seller. The the buyer can't pay that themselves. Buyer cannot pay that. Oh, okay. So. Can the buyer get a gift to pay it from a relative? No, it has to be has paid. to come from the seller. Seller, builder, lender. Okay. So if the, if the seller adverse to, you know, a, a, a realtor coming off the sales price, 
maybe they need to say, we'll pay $6,800, $6,600 of your closing costs and prepaids so that buyer can, in, in essence, use that subsidy because it's their money. I mean, it's... And we're going to go over that again because it's a little bit difficult it to is, understand. It is, it is. But what you're basically doing is paying, the, having the seller pay 2% of the interest for the first year and 1% of the interest for the second year, but all that gets paid up front to the mortgage company. Right. And that helps on qualification as well, doesn't it? No, it has no bearing. Oh, so it, you still have to qualify at the 7%. You still qualified at 7 Okay, well, that kind of makes better sense than when we went through the yes. housing market before. People were buying down their interest rate, but then couldn't really afford their house after the first right. one, first or second year. Right. So and, that, and you can still do, I mean, your comment right there is valid. You can still do a buy down of rate right? that the buyer can pay and take that 2-1 buy down on top of that. So let's use the analogy. Their market's at 7% today. It's better than that, but just for discussion, say they buy their rate down to 6.5, the buyer. Okay, so that buyer pays upfront interest uh-huh. in order to get a better interest rate over the entire 30 years. Right. So okay. 6.5 is their rate. That 2 1 buy down can kick in, Becky, and 4.5 is your rate for year one. Wow. Year two is 5.5. Okay. So you can do a combination of both of them. It's just understanding what you're doing and how the math works. And it's really simple math. But but picture that that $6,600 number I was talking about. Right. So when a consumer has their mortgage and they get our mortgage statement every month, it'll say unpaid principal, unpaid or escrow balance, and it'll say subsidy balance. So what's going on every month is, that consumer is making that payment based on 5%, and we're tapping into that subsidy every month. They make that payment for that difference of the 5% to the 7%. It's practically like an escrow account for interest. It is, and and, and I don't stop there when I, you know, you know me. I talk, teach, and educate kind of like you do. Uh, Rocket Mortgage recently comes up with an it's inflation buster. That's their new promo is that we'll refinance your loan within the first two two years right no cost now without really slamming a different mortgage right. company but, right okay but what, are, <laughs> but, but what are they doing they're using that subsidy because say rates fall and there's been some talk of rates falling in may june of next year into the fives so realtors rest up this winter because it, it might pick up big time and, and so should that happen and there's $4,800 of that 66 subsidy that was created when they bu- when they purchased the home. They can use that $4,800, Becky, because it's the buyer's money to refinance, no cost, pay the principal down. I mean, their options don't stop when they buy the home because they still may be able to capitalize on that remaining money should rates fall and they want to refinance. So that money doesn't go away. No, it's, no, it's the, buyer's the buyer's money, money yeah. just used monthly. Absolutely. To, and that comes from the seller. Now, I will tell you something. I've seen cyclical markets like mm-hmm. this. I've seen the, the lows and the highs for 45 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. they. This is the perfect environment for a buy-down. Mm-hmm. Because is. appraisals 
last year at this time, you that would not have been a good time for a buy down, even if the interest had been higher, because prices were still going mm-hmm. up. Our prices have leveled off, so you don't have to worry about appraisals because appraisals are based on historic data, mm-hmm. like what has sold in the last ninety to one hundred. 80 days typically an appraiser will use so since our market the price has gone down by about three percent or slightly more the appraisal could easily be three percent higher than your purchase price Mm -hmm. or the list price of the property so it will appraise right you know every house is different but Typically speaking, this is the perfect environment for a buy down. It is. So it's ideal. But I, you know, lately, I don't know if you're aware, but I'm, I'm doing a lot of continued education classes, kind of like I am very aware. Yes. So, um, it has been good for me to talk, teach, and educate the buy down piece of it. But I will buy you lunch at Casa Parica. There you uh, go. You know what I'm saying? But every time I mention 2-1 buy-down, the whole audience goes towards buying down of an interest rate. And it's not. I mean, those are two different issues. A different program. It, well, it just is. like I did. It is. Right? Uh, so the 2-1 buy-down is a specific program, and it's a conventional loan, well, right? FHA or VA, too. Really? Yeah, regardless of well, loan type. I love learning things, mm-hmm. Dean Riddell. Regardless of loan type. That's great. Yeah. So... You can buy down interest rate on FHA uh-huh. and VA. Yeah. Wow. That is. And so I'll get back to your initial comment a while ago where I said my soapbox. I love people coming in. Let's get a plan together. Let's talk. Let's think. Because how can we encompass that 2-1 buy down into their game plan when they're ready to buy a home? Now, that would kind of be a really great great product for a military wouldn't it mm-hmm. because they're usually stationed mm-hmm. somewhere for three years mm-hmm. so they could have that buy down be able to help them for the first two years and then into their third year right. they're selling their house anyway yep. because they're I, I don't know if pcs is a verb but i use it as a verb they're pcsing which is permanent change of station right, right? <laughs> Uh, so, okay. Now we're going to talk a little, well, let's just talk about the regular buy down and the buyer can pay that or Mm -hmm. the seller can Mm -hmm. pay that. Right. Mm -hmm. So if let's just say our interest rate, the going interest rate is six and three quarters, but they're wanting a 6% interest for the life of the loan. Right. How does that work? So that, that buy down of rate or that discount point charge, a typical rule of thumb that I have followed forever, and it's getting a little sideways now with the volatility in the rates, but one point, one percent of the amount finance. So let's say they're financing two hundred thousand dollars and their rate is six and three quarter. They could spend buyer, seller, through concessions. One percent, which two thousand dollars, to improve their rate a quarter in rate. So to improve it three quarters in rate, you would need more like. In the old days, it was three. Today, uh-huh. it may be five. Oh, okay. So I'm saying that's where I'm saying the the volatility of the market. You used to be able to take that quarter, when in one point and go three, yeah. three or four times, 
And today you can take that first step and it'll probably cost you a point. But to go down another quarter of a percent over the 30-year mortgage, right. it might it might cost you uh, one and a half points or, or one points. in yeah, or two or, points. Yeah, it's going to get more expensive the deeper you get because, and this will make sense. They're obligating, the mortgage company's obligating to give you that rate for 30 years. But think about it this way too, though, Becky, is there's not a lot of 30-year 6% rates today. Okay, 6%. Right. So if someone truly wants that 30 or 6%, truly, truly, they're going to mm-hmm. pay a premium to get it. And that's why, that's why it gets so expensive. And that would not be a good product totally for a veteran right. who's likely to only be here three years because you're paying for a 30-year reduction totally in mortgage. Right. We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to mortgages. I want you to be a part of our conversation. So call us at 405-840-1000 and we'll be right back with Dean Riddell right after this break on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Becky Ivins broker of movers real estate company and leader of the becky ivins real estate team and we welcome you to the show it is time for our word of the day brought to you by robin's roofing robin's roofing where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robin's Roofing with a small repair or an entire new roof. They do the insurance work for you to where you don't even have to file. Well, you file the claim. They take care of the paperwork. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> they can't file a claim on your house, but they can work that claim. Uh, Robin's Roofing is 728-3700, 405-728-3700. Dean Riddell. We're here with Dean Riddell, SWBC Mortgage who's my expert when it comes to mortgages. And uh, so, Dean, our word of the day today is buy-down. We've been talking about buy-down, but we've been talking about a specific buy-down. A mortgage buy-down is what we're referring to for our word of the day, and that's a way for a borrower to obtain a lower interest rate by paying discount points at the time of closing. So a discount point, uh, or sometimes referred to as mortgage point right. or prepaid interest, it's a one-time fee paid up front. And in the case of discount points, the interest rate is lower for the term of the loan, the entire term of the loan. So let's talk about that type of buy-down a little okay. bit. We, we talked about it some, but let's just – reiterate what what that actually could mean and because the buyer uh can pay that themselves absolutely right Uh so if you wanted your interest rate to go from six and three quarters to six and a half and it's a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage you'd be paying two thousand dollars up front can that be a gift yes so a relative could give Mm -hmm. you that gift Okay, grandparents, listen up here. If you've got the cash, you can buy a point 
We'll make you a nice little certificate. Dean Riddell will give you a nice little certificate to wrap up sweetly for a child or grandchild. Mm -hmm. And that family wealth is passed down like that. Absolutely. And uh, what better investment can you make Mm -hmm. than in your kids or grandkids to start with and in a house? That Real in, estate. That interest savings over time, Becky. Yeah. I mean, what you magnify is not a $2,000 gift. It really could be a $30,000. Yeah, because savings. of the difference in the interest yeah. rate over time. Mm-hmm. So that's, so that's our word of the day. You know, on, on that subject, it is probably, it's in your arena, just like it is mine. And I will take two or three phone calls a week. From consumers that say, hey, Dean, what is your rate? And I say six and three quarter. And then I'll say, they'll go, well, I'm going to go over here because my rate is six and a quarter. And I'll say, how many points? Uh What's a point? Well, and that's where I get into the woods is I want people to understand there's a time and a place to pay points. There's a time and a place to not. Because that, remember that one percent rule I was talking about, right? Dropping your quarter, that makes sense if you're going to be in that house north of five, five and a half years. Well, mm-hmm. if you're a first time buyer, do you recommend it? Usually not. I see what because first time buyers are typically not in their homes agree. longer than five, five and a half years. Totally agree. So you have to do the math now. Agree. Dean, you're a math person. I'm a math person. We love our numbers because our numbers are solid. You know, there's no real wishy-washy when you deal with numbers. Totally agree. So you just kind of run a parallel line down your paper and say, okay, after five years, this is what it's going to look like. After 10 years, this is what it's going to look like. Do you think you're going to stay in this three-bed, one-bath, one-car home for longer than five years? Well, yeah, we probably will. We'll probably stay six or seven. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. does that still make sense? Right. Because life changes, right? I, I had a gentleman first of the year as rates were doing its thing. Remember how it, they kind of ramped up quickly? Right. And he says, I want a 3.5% rate. And I said, Corey, it's going to cost you $17,000. You're going to have to be in that house 13 years for that to make financial sense. And, and that's 13 years is probably straight numbers and not interest oh, on his yeah. $17,000. And so he said, I hear you. I listen to you. Three and a half percent is the number I want. Okay. So, okay. There we go. Well, but, see, that's what I tell my clients all the time. I say, listen, you can make a stupid mistake mm-hmm. in buying real estate, but you're not going to make that stupid mistake without me telling you, Agreed. whoa, let's look at this. Uh, let's let's talk about this again. In the end, when I'm sure they really understand, it's their choice. Right. They get to choose how to do it. They get to choose their house. I might say, oh, this house has standing water in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be dealing with a drainage problem for a very long time or it's going to cost you a lot of money. I love the kitchen. I love the cathedral ceiling i'm going well that's okay Mm -hmm. but just know you're going to be dealing with this issue for a long time or it's going to be costly to take care of it and it's still your choice which house you buy because it's your decision 
But I think that's what separates, this is my sales pitch of our call this morning, that's what separates you and me from others. Because we're going to be transparent. We don't, you're not there to sell a house. You're there to take care of them. Right. I'm there to take care of them. I'm not there to finance a house. And I think we have to be different because people are looking at you and I to be different. Well, and the thing is, when we do the consultation Mm -hmm. with folks, you really do need to be uh, as transparent. When I list a house, do you know what I do? I write down a secret number uh, that nobody sees except me. And I've done this for 45 years. It used to be in writing, right in the middle of my folder, written in pencil in little tiny letters. But what I do is I make the most educated guess I can of what the house is going to sell for when I list it. And then I kind of have a game with myself Mm -hmm. going, okay, Becky, if you choose the right answer, you win (laughs) $100,000. And so it makes me honest. And I can't tell that client any number different than what I come up with myself, you know. Because I want them to know what my thoughts are. They don't call me because I dabble in real estate. Right. They depend on that expertise. And that's, that's the same thing with you, Dean. You care about your clients and I, I can appreciate that more than anything. I appreciate it. Uh, so let, let's talk a little bit about assumptions. You know, there are some mortgages out there that aren't that old. Maybe. They're a year old that have three percent, three and a quarter percent interest. They could be twelve years left at two and a quarter. Well, yes, because they someone took out a a fifteen thousand dollar mortgage. Fifteen year, yeah. Uh, Yeah, fifteen year mortgage. So, how can I? I'm looking for these properties, by the way. So, if you have one of those and you need to sell it, (laughs) call me because. I can buy your equity from you. Your equity comment, Becky Ivins, is the key. When I teach my CE class on assumptions, and my PowerPoint basically says purchase price is $300. Susie owes $200. She has 27 years left at three and a quarter. What are the challenges? And I'll say that difference between $200 and $300. Because that buyer has to have cash, has to have cash, can be subordinate financing, can be owner financed, can be gift. Those are all viable. And you and I saw more cash come out of the woodwork in the last two and a half years. And so you know, I, I still today go, where did it come from? But Well, grandma and grandpa <clears throat> were getting like 1% yeah, return on their money and they could loan it to their grandkid for three and a half percent. Right. And make more, but the grandkid gets a better interest rate right. anyway. So you put the family money to work for you. Right. When you do that, it's not liquid money anymore right. because that grandkid doesn't have to be forced to pay off that mortgage. So you've you've tied it up for a little while. But can we talk about those different types mm-hmm. of ways to get the money? Mm-hmm. Okay. I want you to get, first of all, before we do anything, tell me your license number. One nine six eight nine five. Okay, that's perfect. And uh, we're going to be talking about the ways you can get that equity money to purchase an assumption loan at that's maybe two and a quarter percent interest. Mm-hmm. Right after this, when I'll call my real estate on the move. 
Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Becky Ivins, broker of Movers Real Estate Company, and I lead the Becky Ivins Real Estate Team. It is time for our smoking hot deal brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill at 63rd, just west of Meridian, uh, on the southwest corner of 122nd and Penn. And now the new location is in on Main Street in Yukon. And have you been there yet, Dean? I have not. You really need to. Uh, there. You have to get there kind of early because there's a line out the door in Yukon. Yukon right. needed a good Mexican restaurant, and they've got it now. So uh, that is actually on the west end of Ma- uh, the east end of Main Street, 505 East Main. So uh, our smoking hot deal is 8123 Harvest Hills South Boulevard. Now that's near Wilshire. And Council Road to kind of give you a visual on that. And, uh, it's a three bedroom, two bathroom home that, uh, has a two car attached garage. It was built in 1984. So you can expect that it's going to have some, uh, well, kind of modern kitchen. Uh, and also the bathrooms a little bit bigger than the 60s. The 1980s master bathrooms, a nice big bathroom. And this, uh, it's over, tw- over 1700 square feet and it's listed for $220,000 or 127 a foot. We can find your smoking hot deal for you. All you've got to do is text us if you want to. You can put contact, uh, us by, through our website, beckyivans.com. Or just call our number, 722 It's 405-722-3232. By the way, a lot of you ask, we get calls every single day to ask for numbers of our favorite people. You know, whether it be a lender. Who's your favorite lender? Well, that's pretty easy. Dean Riddell, SWBC Mortgage. And who's your favorite tile setter? Who's your favorite painter? Who's your favorite plumber? And those are all on my website, by the way. There's a tab on the right-hand side, kind of toward the top. The farthest right-hand tab says Becky's Favorites. And they're all listed there with their contact information. Nobody pays to be on that tab on my website. It's free because uh, you have to earn your way on there. You've been on there for a long time, Dean. Decades. Relationships are incredible. Yeah. So anyway... uh Call us for your own little smoking hot deal. We've got a caller that wants to be a part of our program, so good morning. Who am I good talking morning. to? How are you? My Joe. name is Joe. How are you today? Hi, Joe. Good to good to talk to you today. So, what's your question? I have a, I have a, I have a question in regards to your buy downs and all those kinds of things that you've been instructing us on this morning. Uh, for tax purposes, are those considered? Pre-interest payments, or are those a reduction in the price of the home? Well, this I'm going to let Dean answer that, but let me tell you, neither of us are accountants or tax preparers or attorneys. However, we've done real estate for a very long time, and uh, my inclination would be to say it depends because the 2-1 buy-down we've been talking about is not a tax-deductible event, is it? Right. Your, your mortgage interest is, but 
just to make sure, Joe, you're with us, is that the buy-down of rate that we're referring to, yes, on the tax deductibility. On the buy-down piece, it's, I mean, the 2-1 buy-down is different because the consumer is paying that 5% rate, let's say. That's going to be their tax-deductible piece because that remaining subsidy, which was the difference of the 7% versus 5%, was a seller concession that the buyer didn't pay. They only paid that 5% number. Does that make okay. sense? Because that 2-1 yeah, buy-down program is a specific program, and those points have the, to be paid by the seller. Right. Uh, and the seller, wonder if the seller can take that interest on there. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Well, we will check that out if, if uh, my CPA is listening. Give me, give me a text, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Thank you very much. I really enjoy your program. Okay, thank day. you. Great question. But the buy the typical buy down discount points mm-hmm. are deductible. Mm-hmm. They're interest paid mm-hmm. in advance. Mm-hmm. So your mortgage interest the first year is not only what you've paid in your monthly payments, but the buy down amount that you've paid to get your rate. Right. So that so as a buyer, if you're paying those out of pocket, even if it's a gift right. that you received. Uh, it's still your money. It goes credited toward yes. you, and that is a tax deductible. Right. Always check it out with your right. CPA, though. Okay, uh, we're taught now. We promise to tell them about how can you get your money to do to buy an equity because equities prices have gone up so much mm-hmm. in houses since we had that two and a quarter and to three and a half percent interest rate that. Your equity amount could be a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars pretty easily, mm-hmm. and few people have a hundred thousand dollars sitting around right. to buy an equity and to assume a low interest rate. Right. However, uh, there's ways to get that right? right. You said something about subordinating mortgage. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pair or peel it back a little bit because an assumption is. Is assuming an existing term, existing rate, remaining term, unpaid balance for the duration of the loan. So let's use that two hundred thousand dollar. They they owe two hundred thousand. The seller does. It's worth you sold it for three hundred. So the buyer a has to cover that hundred thousand dollar difference between three hundred thousand and two hundred thousand, and that can be from cash. That can be from gift from grandma, grandpa, mom, dad. When I say subordinate financing, they can get a second mortgage to, in essence, cover that shortfall of the 300 versus 200. So you can have a first mortgage and a second mortgage. First mortgage mortgage and second mortgage. The part that really is so important that the listeners understand is if you're interested in doing an assumption, you can always call me. But you would not need a local lender predominantly to help you if that loan is being serviced by Mr. Cooper in Ohio. Because if Mr. Cooper is the seller's existing mortgage company, that's where the point of discussion on assumption needs to be. Okay. Not to Dean, not to MidFirst Bank, not to anyone else. Okay. Because... Uh, again, I'll always talk and help and throw darts, but whoever retains the servicing of that loan controls that assumption piece. Okay. 
So you can borrow the money to buy an equity. And you don't have to do the second mortgage through Mr. Cooper. You can go somewhere local to do a second mortgage. But you know how we've talked about debt ratios in the past. When someone does, does an assumption, it's like they're getting a new loan. Credit means credit. Debt ratio means debt ratio. you got to be employed. That's apples to apples as if they were buying a new home. And assumption means? You're, you're assuming that remaining debt and term and right. rate, but you still have to qualify. Becky, you remember back in the 90s? Hey, I do remember. I love that era. They had the $45 transfer fee, simple assumption. Yes. I mean, I I bought a few houses like that. I just took over payments. And so those days are gone, unfortunately. Uh And you had no liability when you did it, if you remember. Well, the the first, uh, yeah, exactly. Because the first one that financed that mortgage was on the hook. Right. And you you assumed the debt with no personal liability. You could have kept it, sold it, walked away with Let it. Let it foreclose. And had no liability at all. <laughs> so those days are gone to where all the assumptions today are, are qualifying. Right. Which, again, means everyone's got to qualify. Yes. Where credit means credit, debt ratio means and the, debt ratio. the person who qualified for the original mortgage is off the hook at that point. By that, by obtaining that release of liability. Right. So it's it's a little trickier than just... Taking over a mortgage. Right. It's a lot totally trickier agree. than that. And there's usually an assumption fee. Yes, but I, I think the costs are still going to be less. I'm going to give you my personal opinion. I think the costs are less if if you can do an assumption. Yes. But you, but you better be patient mm-hmm. because I think the industry as a whole lacks knowledge, understanding, doesn't have the talent, skills, that existed in the 90s well i mean think about it does the mortgage company really want you to assume that loan well no they don't they want to get that two and a quarter percent loan off their books but so they're not going to make it extremely easy for you right to assume that you're going to have to qualify you're going to have to provide every document just like you would have had you originated the mortgage right then one of the classes I did, I asked the question to 20 agents, and I said, have any of you done an assumption? And one lady raised her hand. I said, I got one question. How long did it take you to get it done? She said six months. Oh, my so, gosh. The 30-day contracts, Becky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think 60 days, if you stay on top of it, you might be able to get it done in 60 to 90 days. Well, thank you for tuning in to Oklahoma Real Estate On The Move. Uh talk to me next week we're going to be talking about a brand new home warranty where you choose your own vendor see you next week oklahoma real estate on the move news radio 1000 ktok